Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. If this is your first time hearing my voice, hi, my name is Melina, and welcome to the podcast. If you haven't already listened to my latest episode, last week on the podcast, I talked about why I wanted to start a podcast, including my skills that I've acquired throughout my year in newspaper, and my overall thought process that led me to the conclusion that I wanted to start my own podcast. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, feel free to check out that episode after this one. And if you do enjoy this episode, feel free to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different because my past couple episodes have been a little bit more personal, sharing with you guys things about my life. And as you can tell by the title, we're going to be, I'm going to be discussing with you guys about what I think is the best type of book between physical ebooks and audiobooks. And for the record, when the idea of starting my own podcast was really a distant thought and was just something that came across in my mind, I knew that one of my first podcast episodes I wanted to talk about this topic because as a fellow book lover, I dwell on this a lot. And I'm sure if there are other fellow book lovers out there listening to this episode, also I'm pretty sure you guys can relate because there has been an ongoing debate over the years on what type of book is the best between physical ebooks and audiobooks. So the point of this episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys, you know, give my reasons, give my arguments for. And by the end of this episode, you guys are going to find out what my favorite type of book is based on my personal experience and my personal opinions, obviously. And hopefully throughout this episode, I can get you guys thinking a little bit. You know, if you are a book lover, you know, if you are not, everybody's opinion is appreciated, obviously. So I hope I could get you guys thinking of, you know, maybe you're not as much of a reader as you want to be and you want to start reading more. There's obviously so many different types of books you can read. You know, if you don't prefer a physical book, you prefer listening to a book, you have the chance of listening to audiobooks. Or, you know, if you don't prefer physical books, but you rather buy books on your iPhone, for example, you could do that also. And a little disclaimer before I start talking, I just want to mention that everything that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is all based on my personal opinion and my personal experience with each different type of book. So I just thought it would be a fun topic to debate over. So just to let you guys know. So I'm going to try not to be biased, but when I'm talking about each type of book because I want to wait till the very end and tell you reveal to you guys what type of book I like best. So I'm just going to go through each category and talk about like my personal experience with it and then also pros and cons that I've come up with. I haven't come up with them individually. I went on the internet and found inspiration for them, but I agree and disagree with, you know, all of the pros and cons that I've written down and I'm going to talk to you about. So just to let you guys know. So the first category of books is physical books. So with physical books, I feel like personally for me, I found my love of reading from reading physical books. I feel like when I really started to love reading was, I believe, maybe in the fourth grade because at the school I went to, they had a thing in class called SSR time. I don't know if you guys ever had that at school as well. Um, but SSR stood for sustained silent reading. So if there was a time period during class where we finished early, our teacher made it a requirement to bring a free reading book 
and keep it in our desk or in our backpack so that when it when they call SSR time, then we have the ability to read a free reading book of our choice for however much amount of time, like 15, maybe 20 minutes. And it was whenever the teacher, you know, wanted to give us SSR time. So I feel like it was through that where I really found my love of reading and I was able to read, you know, more during school instead of, you know, just at home. And I don't know, I feel like there's something very comforting when holding a physical book in your hand. I don't know, that's just for me personally, like, you know, having the ability to flip the pages, you know, and, you know, seeing, seeing the book physically, you know, obviously. But to give you guys sort of a rundown of what my book collection looks like, I haven't, I've only been collecting books, I want to say, since maybe my freshman year of high school. I mean, I do love books, but I haven't, I've slowly acquired books over the years, and I do still want to be collecting more books as I get older, but as of right now, I do have about 55 physical books in my book collection, which is a lot, obviously, but, you know, I just wanted to let you guys know. So I'm going to be separating, um into the pros and cons of physical books so we're going to start with the pros one pro that i found online and that i absolutely agree with you guys might find it a little weird but i absolutely agree with this pro is the smell i know it sounds weird but all my book lovers out there can relate i am sure you guys can relate that the smell of a book i don't know how to describe it but i just know that i don't know it's just so satisfying when you buy a new book and just the smell of a new book in general. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say about it. It's indescribable and yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. So, okay, the second pro. And I think I've already mentioned it when I talked about like my personal experience, but the ability to physically turn the pages, but also to see your progress. Because I find it very encouraging when, you know, I've read so much so far and I see, oh, I'm almost done with the book or, oh, I'm almost done with the chapter. So it's very encouraging for me personally and it just makes me want to read so much more and just find out what's going to happen at the end of the chapter. Or if I'm almost done with the book, what's going to find what's going to happen at the end, you know? And, you know, that's just for me personally. I don't know if you guys, you know, take that into consideration also, but... The next pro, I also mentioned this in my personal experience, but how comforting it is to physically hold a book or to physically, you know, pick up a book for enjoyment, whether, you know, you like reading for enjoyment or you read, you know, to escape from whatever's going on in your life. You know, I find it very comforting to have a book to pick up whatever time of day, you know, whether you're at home or you're out and about or things like that, so... And another pro that I found that I didn't realize until I read about it, but I do absolutely agree with this, but they collecting books or having physical books in your collection make for a great aesthetic display on your, you know, bookcase, bookshelf, wherever it may be that you might store these books. So going along with that, based on my personal experience, for those of you guys who don't know, on Instagram, I have my main account. Uh, it's at Melina underscore M underscore 27. But on that account, I created it as my main account. I believe it was last December. And I didn't realize until I got an Instagram that there was a whole community 
that existed called Bookstagram, where all of these Bookstagram accounts were all, you know, people who love books as much as I do, and, you know, who post uh, book reviews, you know, book challenges that they get tagged in, book posts, you know, their accounts are completely dedicated to books. So that really inspired me, and, you know, slowly throughout, you know, the past couple months, I've been becoming more consistent with posting book book reviews, sorry, and... You know, I've really enjoyed it. And I feel like when you have a collection of physical books, it makes it so much easier to take book pictures, like if you're in a situation like I mentioned, or, you know, just for general, if you like collecting books and you like seeing books in your house, I mean, you know, or you want to have a whole, you know, bookshelf of books, you know, whatever your situation may be. However, people could look at it the other way and be like, oh, you know, but I don't have a lot of room in my house. I don't have enough room in my apartment to, you know, to be storing all these books that I collect, which I do understand. It's very understandable that, you know, that that could be a problem. People could argue against that. So, I mean, that's why I just wanted to mention that also, that really it depends on your living situation and your preference in general. So, I mean, you know, it could go either way. So, okay, so now for the cons of physical books. I already mentioned this already when I talked about my last pro, but like I said, there is the argument that books do take a lot, take up a lot of space, and that is true. You know, I only have 55 books in my collection, and I already feel like I have no space to buy any more books. But as a fellow book lover, I am constantly looking at books to buy online, and I'm sure you guys can relate also, but I feel like there's too many books out there, and I do not have enough money to buy them all, so, or the space, so. Not only with your living situation, but people could also make the argument that books can become, you know, heavy or, you know, bulky to carry around with you. Like if you're constantly going out, uh, I mean, you know, not in the situation we are in personally, like with the pandemic worldwide. But if we were living in a normal world right now and you were, you know, you were going out to the store, you were going to the beach or an outing and you wanted to take a book with you, you could say, oh, well, I don't want to be carrying tons and tons of books around so I think it depends on you know how much you want to travel with if you want to bring more than one book with you and you know if you read that fast enough that you're able to bring multiple books with you or you just don't want the idea of carrying any books at all like in your purse or backpack or anything like that but for me personally I don't find that you know difficult at all like I don't find it you know that I dread to have to carry a book around because I choose to bring a book with me if I want to but, you know, with my living situation, I don't have a lot of space for books. I'm fortunate enough to have the books that I have, and I do have a book cart. Um, I've seen a lot of Bookstagram accounts post on their feed, you know, like, oh, they purchased a book cart where they, you know, store their books. And, you know, it's really handy, and it's really, you know, like, it takes up very little space. It's You don't have to use it only for books. You could use it for, you know, other things also. But for me personally... When I'm older and I do have my own place, I do want to be able to have a separate room dedicated to just books, like create my own little library. Like that's my dream come true is to have my big collection of books, like all like stacked nicely on bookshelves, separated, like, you know, by genre or like by, you know, color coordinated and, you know, just have my whole library. And, you know, it's just like one of those things that I visualize in my head 
for when I'm older and I just get so excited about it because like I've seen on YouTube other um other booktubers that share in their videos like oh my bookshelf tour and they have tons and tons and tons of books and I'm like wow that's a lot of books but anyways so the next con I have written down is the possibility to ruin the pages or break the spine if you don't take care of books and I do agree with this con however in my situation I feel like I take care of my books enough that it's very rare that something like that'll happen where I ruin the pages or the spine breaks unless I buy the book secondhand or used where it's already pretty you know damaged however you know if I think everybody knows themselves like if you know that you're gonna have the you know discipline or the ability to you know store your books in a nice place you know instead of you know keeping them you know in a corner like on the ground or you know where they could possibly get damaged or you know or at least have them in a space and make sure you're aware that they're there you know maybe you don't have to take you know keep them in pristine condition but at least keep them in good condition that they last you a while so I think that just depends on your personal preference and how much you want to take care of the books that you have because remember that you are purchasing those books whether you buy them you know discounted or at you know a bookstore online whatever it may be but yeah I think it really depends on your personal preference but like for me you know in my situation I take care of my books I don't think I have to worry about that so the next con I have written down I think is the most evident reason why people maybe not necessarily they don't like physical books but it's just one of those things that, one of those factors that plays into it. And I think it's because physical books can be pretty expensive. And I completely agree with this. I think I've come to the conclusion since I've been in quarantine, I don't think I've been made aware of how expensive books are until like I've browsed on like websites and stuff with all the time that I've had. I haven't purchased many books, but like I think I've browsed more than purchased books this entire quarantine. Before, I used to buy books from the store Barnes and Noble, and that was like the highlight of my day when like I asked my parents, "Oh, can we go to Barnes and Noble on, you know, Sunday, for example?" And they were like, "Okay, you know, let's go." And I would literally I could literally spend hours in that store but like my parents were limited to like maybe the most an hour and I had to like make sure I had like a list of books that I you know wanted to buy and you know if I couldn't find I would have to ask the one of the employees like oh you know I'm looking for this book and quickly decide whether or not I want that want that book and the most I would buy at when we go to Barnes and Noble is like maybe one or two books but we didn't go often so that's why I didn't acquire books as quickly as maybe other people do but I've come to the realization that Barnes & Noble is actually pretty expensive for books. Like, I mean, books can be ranging from like, I want to say maybe almost 20 bucks to maybe over 30 bucks, depending on whether it's a new release book or like a hardcover or paperback, because that also comes into play. But I think, you know, now that I'm older, and especially I think Bookstagram has, you know, a lot to do with it, because all of the people that I, you know, followed over the last couple months that are part of the Bookstagram community, they've um, shared different, you know, whether it be 
you know, smaller bookstores in their area or maybe online websites that you can buy books for cheaper. And I think, you know, for me personally, I've been able to find it through Bookstagram. But like, if you are interested, I think you have the ability to do the research and find stores and small bookstores that sell books for lower prices or maybe even buy books secondhand or used if you're interested in that also because, you know, they sell them discounted. But I think through Bookstagram, I found, you know, many, you know, different websites um, slash bookstores online that I want to share with you guys. So if you guys are interested. So the bookstores that I've come across on Bookstagram, one of them is called Book Depository that I've used. I think I've bought like maybe three books on there so far. And I think they're a company based out of somewhere in the UK, I believe, but don't quote me on that. And it, when I ordered my books, I think they're reasonably priced, first of all, because the three books that I bought, each book was under 10 bucks, which was pretty good, and it took about maybe a little bit over a week to get here, but then also you have to play in mind COVID and how like a lot of packages are taking much longer to get here than normal, so take that into account. That is one store, and the second store that I've come across on Bookstagram is called Book Outlet and I haven't bought anything on there but they sell their books for really really cheap prices it's honestly it feels like it's too good to be true but I haven't bought any books on there but I've come across it so many times where I start putting so many books into my cart because a lot of a lot of their books range from maybe like five to six dollars on average so I mean if you know, you're paying five bucks for a book. You could easily start putting books into your cart like crazy. And then later you find out that you have like 18 books in your cart. And it's only like what, like a hundred bucks or maybe a little bit over. So I haven't purchased anything on there, but I do want to purchase stuff from Book Outlet very soon because they do have a lot of different variety of titles and also for very cheap prices. Another website that I've come across is called Bookshop. And I think their website's bookshop.org. I haven't purchased anything from there. I feel like their books, like, because I've browsed on there and trying to, like, compare prices with other websites, and I feel like their books are a little bit more on the, not expensive side, but maybe pricier side in comparison to Book Depository and Book Outlet. However, they are cheaper than Barnes & Nobles. So I feel like their books range from, like, maybe 10 to 20 bucks, like, around there, which is still not too expensive, but I think it depends on how much you want to pay for a book. Because like for me personally, as someone who does love books so much and, you know, while I do love books very much, I'm not willing to pay over, I want to say maybe 25 bucks for a book because I feel like that's not worth it. Whether I think it depends like if you're into wanting to buy new releases when they come out. I think that's when books are mo the most expensive because from my experience, I, it's not like I don't like reading new releases, is that I don't prefer it. Like, I mean, I'm okay with waiting six months to a year to read a book that came out, you know, a year ago. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like I have to read the book right when it comes out, on the day of it comes out, when it's the most expensive. Like, I'm more willing to wait. I have the discipline and patience to wait, you know, six months to a year to read a book. And, you know, as long as I make a note of it and put it on my TBR list or, you know, the list of books I want to buy, then, you know, I'm chilling. But I mean, I think it really depends on your personal preference. So the last bookstore that I've come across is called Thrift Books. And 
One of the cool things and different things about thrift books is that they sell their books um, secondhand or used. You do have the option to buy them new. However, they are going to be a little bit more expensive. But something that's really cool about their website is that when you go in to search for a specific title and you you want to see what prices there are, they do have the the book that you're looking for in every single type of condition. So like for example, like if you're wanting to, you search up a title and you see the condition, you want it new, very good, good, and then you want it, I believe, used, and then, you know, very used or something like that. I don't remember what the conditions were, but as the conditions go, you know, down further and further, I feel like the difference between each condition is probably like maybe like 50 to 75 cents. So like if you're wanting a brand new book, you're going to be paying the highest price, you know, but if you're okay with just getting you know the used book and the title you're looking for then you know you're going to pay that price so that was the one of the things that I really liked about them and that's I believe that's where I got my biggest book haul order that I recently purchased I think I purchased maybe 15 books on there and it came out to a hun- under 100 bucks for sure I believe it was like 92 bucks or something like that for 15 books and I bought them you know not new they were all used but in you know good condition to be you know for them to be used so I really really liked using thrift books this last time and I'm definitely going to be ordering from them again and the last store or website that I mean I was aware that they did sell books but I just never bought from them before and I feel like everybody knows about it too because there's books programmers constantly posting on their stories of discounts on books on this website so the website is Amazon and I feel like with Amazon it's different because it's not only you know a store that sells books or like a website that sells books it's a website that sells everything so if you're looking for a specific book there's the possibility that they might not have the book or maybe the book can be you know a little bit more pricey than your other stores or maybe they might not even have the book like at all like in stock so I feel like you're taking a risk when looking for books on Amazon but I think if you look well enough you have you can find books you know for a decent around price so those are all the bookstores and websites that I've found through bookstagram the last couple months and I wanted to share that with you guys so if you are looking for discounted physical books please make a note of the stores that I've mentioned and you can you know look into that okay so we have our next type of book which is ebooks and from my personal experience I feel like I didn't start reading more ebooks until I want to say maybe late last year because you know at the time I was it was my senior year of high school so then I feel like with ebooks, it makes it so much easier because I was able to purchase books on my phone or you can find books for free through the books app on Apple products because I have my iPhone. So if you search well enough, if you find a book for free, I started downloading a lot of, not a lot, but maybe like three or four books. And, you know, if I didn't want to be on Instagram anymore, like say like there was like 15 minutes left of class and we were done with our lesson and I didn't want to be on Instagram instead like I would be able to you know go in and read my book I mean I found it very easy for me to be able to read more books so like I was able to easily read like a good 10-15 pages within that time period and I found it 
easier for me to read instead of lugging a book around like in my backpack where I didn't have enough space to put a book or maybe I just forgot or I didn't bring a book. So I found that more convenient for me in my situation. And another reason why I decided to download more ebooks at the end of the, at the, end of the year is because I didn't have any more books. Well, I mean, I do have books in my book collection, but I had read those books already and I hadn't been able to acquire more books in those months yet. So then I thought, oh, to purchase ebooks uh, through the app. So, and I think I read maybe between three to four ebooks within the last couple months of 2019. So then with that, they helped me reach my reading goal because I wasn't able to buy more books. So that's just from my personal experience. So I'm going to get into the pros and cons of ebooks. To start with the pros, I feel like the first pro is the one that everybody agrees with is that the convenience of, you know, having books on an electronic device is very appealing to people. You know, the ability to fit a whole library of books into an electronic device is like so like mind blowing to me. But like with technology nowadays, it's not surprising. So like whether you have an Apple product where you can purchase books through the app store like I do or maybe you've invested into a Kindle device I've heard many good things on on about that device and you know you could purchase books from there or maybe you have I've also heard good things about um, Nook e-readers also Um, I think it really depends on your preference like if you are a book reader like I am and you're willing to invest you have the money to invest in uh, Kindle device or something like that, then, you know, you can do that. Or you could just purchase books on your phone because you have, you know, your iPhone or whatever. But I think that's the reason that the people most agree with. I mean, of course, I'm speaking generally, but that's just my opinion. I feel like it's so much easier to carry your phone or your device around than lugging three or four books around in your book bag or your purse or whatever. And to go along with that, another pro, I feel like people like ebooks so much is they have the ability to read more than one book at a time like they have so much more easier access so like if you're reading a book and you don't you know maybe you got tired of it tired of it and you don't want to read it no more like if you're out and about and you've downloaded multiple books then you can choose in that moment you know oh I don't want to read this book but I want to start reading this other book but then like you know if you have physical books with you and you're out and about and you only brought one with you and you don't want to read it anymore and you're tired of it, then you're like, wait, I don't have any other books to read. So then I'm stuck. So that's one thing. And I feel like it can go back and forth. But I don't know. You guys can think about that one. Okay, so the next pro I have is sustainability. And I didn't come to the realization of this until I read more about it on the internet. Because I feel like long term, it's not good for the environment constantly purchasing and making books because they're destroying forests obviously in order to compete with mass book production and one thing that I found out was that the book making process consumes 150 billion gallons of water every year and when I was reading the article this was dated back in February of 2019 so if this fact was accurate in February of 2019 can you imagine how many billions of gallons of water they're using now you know you don't know how many um, gallons have increased so I feel like I do agree with that and I will take it into account now because I didn't think about that before how it's not sustainable in long term like 
I think it really depends on you as a person. If you take, if you take like environmental issues very, you know, close to heart or they're very important to you, you know, you could take that factor into account or maybe, you know, you're not worried about that as much then, you know, I think it depends on your personal preference, like I mentioned before. So, I mean, I just wanted to mention that and talk about that, that like that was crazy to me and mind blowing how much book production is, you know, destroying our forests, you know, using, you know, them to make paper and then also the consumption of water. So, I mean, you know, I mean, take it as you will, but I, that's just something that I've learned from, you know, just making my notes for this episode. So, I mean, you know, we learn things every day, guys. So, and another thing, I was made aware of this, but I didn't get to read a lot about it, but just what I've read was very interesting to me because one of the pros for ebooks is that they're more accessible to kids and I was reading an article that says that studies show that kids prefer ebooks over physical books. And I do understand this because I feel like with our generation, you know, now, I feel like there's so many people with devices, especially so many young children that have their own devices. Like whether it be in schools, they're using iPads or they have their own personal device at home, you know, like whatever it may be. I feel like there's constantly on technology that I do understand why kids prefer ebooks over physical books but my thought process is thinking that whether they have more access to ebooks than physical books are children willing to read more ebooks than physical books that's my that's my thought process I feel like you know with the world we live in very advanced in technology of course we're going to have access to ebooks and especially for our younger generation but that's the thing I feel like not many people read nowadays and especially you know younger people and so I feel like oh whether they do have access to it you know are they going to read it I mean you know so moving on to the cons the first con for ebooks is screen exposure and you know I agree with this because constantly looking at a device, whether it be iPhone, Kindle device, a Nook e-reader, whatever it may be, you're constantly putting strain on your eyes and it will long-term affect your vision. So, I mean, it really depends on how long you're reading for every single day. Like, if you're the kind of person that likes to read on your Kindle every single day, then, you know, you got to take that into account. But, like, if you're not, then I feel like it really depends on what type of um, situation you're in and how long you like to read for every single day, or if you do like to read every day. So that's one thing. And the next con is availability. Because like me, for example, I purchase books through the app store. And I feel like, oh, depending on the type of book you're searching for, I feel like you're taking a risk on whether or not you're going to find the book you're looking for. And it doesn't have to be only on the app store. It could be, you know, through Kindle on Amazon if you're purchasing through there or you know things like that and another con that I feel like is not as important to me but it may be important to you is the battery issue so depending on what device you're reading on 
I mean, but I think that's pretty logical. Like, if you know that you're going to be reading for a long time, I would, like, fully charge your device or bring, you know, a portable charger with you. Like, if you're going out and about and you know you're going to be out all day. But, I mean, like I said, it's not as important to me. But I just wanted to mention that because that's one that I found. And the last con that I have is I didn't realize this until I read about it, but I feel like it does make sense. So... Like, if you're a book lover like I am, and you know, you have other friends maybe that love books as well, and they're wanting to borrow books that you have, maybe you've talked to them about, you know, a book you read, you know, this past week or something. Oh, it was like a five-star read. You absolutely have to read this book. It was amazing. And if they want to borrow that book, you can't necessarily do that with ebooks. You can do it with physical books, but you can't share an ebook with one of your friends, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, I read this book. He's like, oh, can I borrow it? Oh, wait, no, I read it as an ebook. So I feel like, again, depends on your situation. If you're the type of person that likes to borrow, that likes to let your friends borrow books you have, it's easier and more convenient and more accessible to borrow physical books than ebooks. So, and the last type of book we have is audiobooks. So I left this for last because. I really didn't have much to say about audiobooks just from my personal experience because I have very little to no experience with audiobooks. The only time I've heard audiobooks was, you know, throughout high school. Like if my teacher had the book on audiobook, so then we were listening to it and then following along, you know, with the physical book. But other than that, I don't think I've read, you know, full on audiobook like for leisure, like on my free time. So. I've heard good things about the company Audible, which I think is a subscription service where you could purchase audiobooks and things like that. But that's the thing. I've been very hesitant and skeptical to try it out. I think they have a 30-day free trial, but I've been very hesitant to try out audiobooks because, I don't know, for me personally, I know that I'm more of a visual learner. So then I feel like with audiobooks, it's going to be so much harder for me to pay attention and stay, you know, focused with the book that I'm listening to because I have to worry now more on paying attention than, you know, seeing it with, you know, my eyes. So I feel like for me personally, audiobooks would not be the ideal way to read books, but that's also another option, you know, if you don't like, you know, reading through physical or ebooks. So to start off with the pros for audiobooks, one of the pros that I found, which could be debatable, but... I found that you get a new perspective or experience when the narrator is reading the book to you because depending on the narrator also, they could add, you know, the type of emotion that the author, you know, portrays in the book. So then I feel like with someone reading it to you, you get a different perspective than when you're reading it to yourself. So that's, you know, one thing. And another thing that I found was the exposure to a wide variety of books. And I read that you have the ability to open up and, you know, read books that you never would have thought you've read before through audiobooks. But I feel like with this pro, it's debatable that it can be for physical or ebooks. I feel like it doesn't just pertain to audiobooks. And the next pro is time saving. And I feel like this pro pertains to specific people because depending on, you know, the type of days you have, whether you're, you know, busy all day, whether it be working 
or whatever it may be, you're constantly doing something and you don't have time to read, but you want to make time to read. So I feel like if you're a good multitasker, then you can purchase an audiobook and listen to that audiobook while you're doing chores around the house or while you're doing while you're at work or you know even on a long commute or a long drive somewhere on a road trip or something like that but I think that depends on the person and if your ability to multitask I think I'm a pretty good multitasker but I think when it comes to audiobooks specifically I would have to be doing nothing and completely you know focus all of my attention to the audiobook in order to pick up everything that the narrator is telling me and be able to like immerse myself into the story so you know I think for me multitasking and listening to an audiobook is not my ideal situation but if you're that type of person that can do that you have that option and the last pro I have which is pretty logical is that if you're listening to audiobooks on an electronic device for sure they're going to be long lasting and way more durable than your you know traditional physical books and you know you have the ability just like ebooks I mentioned you have the ability to store a whole library of books on your device So now for the cons of audiobooks, distractions. I completely agree with this. Like I mentioned, I'm a visual learner. I can't really multitask with listening to audiobooks. So I feel like if I'm listening to an audiobook, it's very easy for me to get sidetracked and start thinking about a bunch of other things, a bunch of random things. And with that, I won't be able to completely immerse myself into the book and in turn, I feel like that will be a waste of time of me listening to an audiobook if I'm not completely focused. The next con that I have is with audiobooks, they're really technology dependent. And you could say this also for ebooks because you're dependent on a device in order to read your books or listen to your books with audiobooks. So I feel like you, whether whatever type of device you have or you don't have, you're going to have to invest in a device. And also, depending on where you're at, you might need to have access to internet in order to read books or listen to books. So I feel like that's one factor you have to take into account. And the next con that I find pretty logical for me is that you might not like the narrator. So like for me personally, that's why I'm kind of skeptical on purchasing an audiobook, like with my own money, because I feel like the narrator plays a big part in whether you stay focused or you end up enjoying the book because their emotion or their, you know, their voice, the way they're speaking to you definitely affects on how you see the book. So I feel like if you don't have a really good narrator, then it's going to completely ruin, you know, the reading experience for you. And that's why I've been very hesitant to buy an audiobook. Maybe I would want to get one for free or something or maybe try it like a free trial through audible or something but I don't know I think I would have to try it out first if I then I want to pay for like a subscription or pay for the audiobook itself so I mean just make sure you're thinking about that if you want to purchase an audiobook or something so if you guys are interested in maybe getting into audiobooks or maybe you don't know where to start and you want to try it out or something I mentioned earlier that there's a subscription service called audible where they have a 30-day free trial. And after that 30-day free trial, if you end up liking it, then you have to pay $14.95 a month. And they have over 200,000 titles to choose from. 
and every month I believe you get one free credit when you buy an audiobook and you also have the option to select from Audible Originals. So I've seen on other Bookstagrammers accounts all positive things about Audible. So I mean, I'm thinking about it and you know, maybe I could fr- try the free trial, the 30-day free trial. So if you guys are interested in that, you could do that also. And if you end up not liking it or you, you know, you find out that that month you can't pay the 14.95, then you can cancel anytime, which is one of the things I like. I think that's about it for all the pros and cons for every single type of book. So now that you've heard everything I had to say, you can decide, you know, what's the best type of book, what's your favorite type of book, you know, for you based on what I've mentioned. Of course, I haven't mentioned every single pro and con because then we'd be here for hours, but I just wanted to talk about the ones that I feel like would be more evident, more logical to, you know, everybody in general. So... Now that I've done that, I'm going to reveal what my favorite type of book is. And you guys can guess, you know, just based on what I've talked about, what my favorite type of book is. But my favorite, all-time favorite, as of right now, type of book between physical ebooks and audiobooks is physical books. I mean, I think it's just for me personally, but... I've always loved physical books and I think I'm more of a traditionalist in that way where like in the world we live in that's so technology dependent I feel like with a physical book you're able to detach from technology in one way and I feel like with a physical book also you're able to focus more than you know say for example if you're reading an ebook on your phone but then you end up on Instagram or something like that so I feel like I'm more of a traditionalist in that way that I do love holding a physical book and being able to read a physical book however while physical books are my all-time favorite type of book to read from I have taken into account the pros and cons of those and taken into account the pros and cons of ebooks and audiobooks so I want to start looking into more ebooks to download on my phone but then also looking into maybe starting the trial on audible and trying out audiobooks because I don't want to single out you know audiobooks forever and be like oh you know I've never tried an audiobook but I'm not sure so I'm just not going to try it at all you know I do want to like explore and see you know maybe who knows maybe I'll end up loving audiobooks or something like that but as of right now I do love reading physical books I love buying them I love collecting them and you know I'm not going to stop collecting them because I do love books very very much So I think that is all for this episode. I think I've rambled on for way too long, so we're going to leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope it got you guys thinking about places to, you know, buy, you know, physical books for discounted prices or maybe even used books. Uh, Maybe you want to now invest in a Kindle or a Nook device or maybe just purchase books through the app store on your phone or maybe even listen to audiobooks through the subscription Audible, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe you're trying to explore, you're a newly reader trying to explore new titles to read and you have all these different options available to you. So I hope you guys got something out of this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.